that. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that the word that we hear tonight, God will change our lives. We thank you that it will follow good ground, that our hearts and our ears will be open and receptive to receive it. Father, we thank you that in this year of 2022, that we will see everything that you have designed for us to see. We know that your righteous right hand is there with us. We thank you that we are blessed, that we are ready, and that we will win. And we thank you that we will obey you with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and with all our strength, Father. We will obey you with every completely in all aspects of our life, and we will see the fullness of the kingdom manifested in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, guys. We're, after last week, you know, we talked about uh, the prophecy part of it, about I am blessed, I am ready, and I win. And I told you that uh, I had been talking uh, talking to God about being ready and what that meant. And so last week, we really spent some time talking about what it meant to be wet, ready, right? We talked about being ready means that we are believing God. We're choosing to believe God. and We're choosing to be willing to follow God. And we talked about Mary. And we talked about Joseph and uh, all of that. And so as I ended the message last week, the very next day, God started talking to me about, hey, let's let's still talk about I'm ready. I'm like, okay, God, what are we talking about? He was like, well, last week you gave examples of people who in that situation, they had no earth, earthly prepared preparation uh, and they followed me. But he said, I want you to kind of look at David and talk about David and Ziglag. And I want you to study that and talk about what it means to be ready in a situation where you feel like you fully prepared, in a situation where you feel like you got the knowledge, the skills, the ability, the intellect, and, and the know-how to get things done, the urgency and the importance that's required for you to still know that preparation doesn't make you ready. What did we say last week? The word makes you ready. And so that's what we're going to spend our time talking about this week. So that was the rehash from last week because we're going to take up our time tonight talking about David. And we're going to go through that and we're going to compare that to the guiding word for this year. And so we're going to draw a line or thread a needle between whatever analogy you want to use tonight on how David and being ready has everything to do with the guiding word from this year. Because the thing that I need you to understand is that the word that Pastor Edwin and Pastor Sean got for us this year is not a new word to God. It is a recalled word. It is new to us, but it's recalled word for God. It's not anything new. And tonight you'll get to see that as we draw symmetry between David's experience in Ziglag and the guiding word from 2022 on tonight, all right? And so let's establish a couple of things that we talked about last week. We said being ready will test your priorities. Being ready will test your confidence. Being ready will test your reputation. And being ready will go against what you know naturally. So as I say, I am ready for God, or I'm ready, I'm blessed, I'm ready, I'm win. What I am agreeing to is choosing to believe God and choosing to willfully obey God and choosing to understand that being ready doesn't mean that I have all the answers. Being ready doesn't mean that I have a full understanding of where I'm even going. All I know is this, is that I can trust God with my whole heart. I can trust God with my whole mind. I can trust God with my whole soul. I can trust God with all my strength. And if you didn't go see Mondays, all right, 
Strategies for Success with Pastor Shun and Bishop Vaughn. I urge you now to go do that. I'm actually going to download it with permission from Pastor Shun. I'm going to download it. Uh, she gives me permission and actually put it on our podcast because I think it's worth you going back and listening to over and over. All right. So let's get into the word tonight. So we're going to read several scriptures, basically 1 Samuel 30 verses 1 through, uh, basically 1 through 25, we're going to read through. All right. You guys can follow along in your Bibles. You will not have banners tonight. Uh, that's my fault. I didn't put them in there. But you guys will get the gist of what's happening. But before I do that, I want to read part of the prophecy to us because that's what's going to guide us tonight. All right. And I encourage you, if you haven't already shared, if you haven't already invited a partner or a friend, go ahead and share. Go ahead and invite somebody and get them over here. All right. So this is what the prophecy says. It says, for I am in the midst of all concerning thee. For these are the days that I have prepared for you, prepared you for. You're blessed, you're ready, and you shall win. It says, I am the Lord your God, and if you'll regard my words, I will take you farther farther than you have ever known. Don't be in a panic and don't be in a rush. Don't be in fear and don't get out of love. These coming days are the days that you have prayed for. Know this, I am here to see you through, and I will have you to walk above and not beneath, I'll have you to walk in the light and not in the dark. And even if you see trouble, remember, for every circumstance that shall come your way, you are already blessed, you are, you are ready, and you shall win. And so when, you, when we consider that, I need you guys to kind of be thinking about that as we go through tonight's message. Let's go over the first Samuel 30 verse one. Like I said before, I didn't have the script, all the scriptures in here because honestly, I'm going to give you the Ralph version, uh, uh, the RDV ver version, Raphael Demon Marlowe version of 1 Samuel 30. And so what you'll find in 1 Samuel 30, we've all heard the story uh, of David. You know, at this point, to give you a little history, David is running away from Saul. Uh, and so in his, in his pursuit away from Saul, or his escape from Saul, he finds himself in the Philistine country. And he goes to King Achish, which is the king of that country. And what David says is this, hey, uh, can I find, can I have some land here in which to reside, me and the men that are with me and our wives and our children? And the King Achish of that time, he was a Philistine king, was like, sure, you can have that land over there, which was Ziglag. And so David found himself settling in Ziglag, all right? And so while he's there in Ziglag, the king who gave him that land called him to the city. He's like, hey, I need you, David, with all your men to come to the city of Israel because we're going to attack them. And so David said, okay, let's go. So David get all his men together. They leave Ziglag, right? It is a three-day trip to get to Ziglag one way. So they're on their way. Him and 600 men take the three-day journey to go meet King Achish to join up with them in order to fight the, uh, the army. And so while David is there, 
All right, he gets there and the other commanders that are there was like, hey, David, no, David, we don't want you because aren't you the David that 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 worked under Saul? Aren't you that David? And they're like, we don't know if you're going to turn sides on us. So David, you know what? We don't need your help. So King Achish was like, David, what I want you to do is just go on back home. Go on back to Ziglag, David. We don't want you over here. I mean, we don't. they say you're not needed. I trust you, David but they don't trust you, so go on back home. First thing in the morning, I want you to get up and take your 600 men and go back home. So in verse two, you find, in verse two, you're gonna find out that the Amalekites, while David was on his way back home, the Amalekites had robbed Ziglag. These, I mean, think about the Amalekites as that family in your city that was always stealing. You know, yeah, y'all laughing, that family. You know, if anything went down, if there was trouble, you some of y'all can think of a last name of the family. You may be that family, part of it. That I, if trouble went down, that was you. That was the Malachites. They were always around the country stealing stuff from folks and things like that. And so as they were stealing stuff, they had robbed one city, robbed another city. Then they and they had killed everybody in that city. Why? Because they're like, we don't want the people. We just want everything they have. But when they came up on Ziglag, they was like, whoa, Ziglag built different. The women were beautiful. There were women that were virgins. They were single. The kids were healthy, but they never, they didn't find any kids because, I mean, men, because all the men had gone to do what? They had gone to fight. So David's on his way back with the uh, men and his city is burned to ashes. His women had been taken. And that and that's different because, like I said, they normally kill the women, but the women had been taken. And so they are taken because the plan was to sell them to slaves. All right. Just a little backstory so you can understand everything. So now you got the Amalekites, they have burnt the city down, they have taken the women uh, and the children. They plan on selling the women and children as slaves uh, to other people throughout the nation to get money. And so as David and his army arrive back, they are astonished because everything's burnt down. I can't even imagine the feelings that David had at the moment to come back and see my house burn, my kid, my wife and my kids go. And can you imagine what the 600 men felt like? They wanted to kill David. And so David found himself at that moment feeling alone. He felt abandoned. He was hurting. However, David did not let his emotions get the best of him. He didn't. If you run over the first Samuel 30 and 6, uh, it says David was greatly distressed because the men were talking about stoning him. Each one was bitter in his spirit because of his sons and his daughters. But David found strength in the Lord, his God. Go ahead and type that. Say, I find strength in my Lord. I found strength in God. That's where I find my strength. It, my strength isn't found in what I see with my natural eyes. My strength is not even found in myself. I found strength in the Lord. And so there are situations in your life that you're going to have to encourage yourself. There are situations when your whole tribe may not see things. They may be your whole tribe may be like, look, you got us in this situation. There may be situations, times you get yourself in situations. But what you got to understand is that there are many times that there ain't going to be nobody there to cheer you on. You're going to have to be your own cheerleader. You're going to have to encourage your own self in the Lord. You're going to have to get on your face and praise God for yourself. You're going to have to get on your face and worship God for yourself. You can't call the pastor. You can't call the elder. You can't call the deacons. You got to know God for yourself. And so David said, let me go in here. 
And see, what we got to understand is that at that time, Nationwide wasn't on David's side. You know, Nationwide, like, Nationwide, I'm on your side. But Nationwide wasn't there, right? He wasn't in good hands with Allstate. Allstate talking about good, he didn't have that. State Farm wasn't being a good neighbor back then. They didn't exist. So it wasn't anybody David could call. The only person that David could call on was the Lord. So David reminded himself about Psalms 18 verses 1 through 3. David says, Lord, I love you, O Lord, with all my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God and my rock in whom I'll take refuge. He's my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I'll call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. See, what you got to understand, David was, David was writing Psalms while he was going through. Psalms isn't a book that he pulled out because it sounded good. Psalms was an experience. And as a Christian, sometimes we think that we can just go through this life and nothing bad will happen. We can just go through this life and we'll never experience circle punches. Psalms was a, was a book written by David because of things that he had experienced. So at Ziglag, David was reminding himself, oh, Lord, I love you. You are my rock and my fortress. You are my deliverer. You are my God. You are my refuge. In you, God, I find my shield, the horn of my salvation. You are my stronghold. I'll call upon you, Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So in the middle of his wife, his wives been taken, in the middle of his kids being taken, he says, yet will I praise God. Why? Because God will save me from my enemies. So now let's go back to that God and word and read it one more time. It says, for I am in the midst of all concerning thee. See, that's what I'm saying. You got to understand the guiding word isn't a new word. The guiding word is a recalled word. God had this word for everybody who chose to believe in him. And so what he has done is recalled that word for such a time as this for fellowship of champions. It says, for I'm in the midst of all concerning thee. So David's sitting there and is like, okay. I know my kids gone. I know my city burnt down, but God is in the midst of everything that's concerning to me. He says, for these are the days I'll prepare for you. And David probably looked around and was like, I know God being a good God didn't prepare me to have my wife taken. God being a good God didn't prepare me this for me and my kids have been taken. God being a good God wouldn't prepare for my house and stuff to burn down. So I know that what I'm observing with my natural eyes isn't what God has desired for me. So yet will I stand on the rock who is my salvation. Yet will I stand on the person that's worthy to be praised. Why? Because I know he'll save me from my enemies. And, and David was probably like, I'm blessed. I'm ready. I know I'll win. Why? Because I, the Lord God, if I just regard his words, he'll take me further than I've ever known. David was like, I can't panic in this situation. I know my body wants to panic because my wife is gone. My boo is missing. My kid's gone too. 600 men and their wives and children, they're looking at me wanting to kill me. But this is not the time to panic. This is not the time to rush a decision, David. So I got to just chill. Why? Because it says, don't be in fear. Don't be in fear and don't get out of love. These coming days are the days that you prayed for. He's, so, so David's like, okay, okay, okay. Calm down, David. Do what you know. Go to the Lord. 
And so David in Psalms 30 verses 7 through 8, you'll find that the situation in itself hadn't changed. David is still there, but David has now received strength from the Lord. That's what it says in verse, I believe it's verse 8. It says, David knew that God will deal with his troubles as long as he obeyed God. See, so many of you are out there trying to fight troubles. So many of you are out there trying to play Inspector Gadget. You're trying to be MacGyver. You're trying to come up with solutions to things that God even told you to be to come up with solutions for. David understood his role. David said that God would deal with my troubles as long as I obey God. God will deal with my troubles as long as I obey God. He didn't think so highly of himself that he thought that he was capable of bringing his own solutions. So even though David was a prepared man, because we're talking about that same David that killed the bear, that same David that killed the lion, that same David that killed the uncircumcised Philistine, that same David, David that killed Goliath, that's the David we're talking about. We ain't talking about somebody who ain't prepared to go to war. We ain't talking about somebody who ain't prepared to kill, because the Bible says that they 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 praise Saul for kill, killing thousands, but they praise David for killing tens of thousands. We talk about a man that got a reputation we're talking about a man that has a has a, a resume a history an experience of dealing with and killing people but david knew his role because preparation doesn't make you ready the word makes you ready go ahead and say that the word makes me ready so david's situation hadn't changed david called the priest he said hey yeah Abiathar, I think that was his name. Come on over here. Bring, bring everything over here. He says, and he, he praised God and he worshiped God. And then let's go back. Let's go back to the uh, prophecy. In that moment, David realized this part of the prophecy, God and word, for I am in the midst of all concerning thee. That's what the Lord told David. Don't worry about it. I'm in the midst of all concerning thee, for these are the days I prepared you for. Prepared you for. David wasn't tripping based on what he saw with his physical eyes. He focused on what he knew in his spirit. So what are you looking at? Are you looking through your natural eyes or you're looking through your spiritual eyes? Are you looking through your, because I, I can't remember the story of the servant that, that went out uh, and he was like, oh my gosh, all these, we're outnumbered. We're outnumbered. And, and, and the man of God prayed for him, God, let reveal to him, let him see what I see. And he goes back out and there are all these angels around. And he's like, oh, see what you're doing, You're when you look through your natural eyes, the problem looks too big. When you look through your natural eyes, it looks like you don't got no money. When you look through your natural eyes, it looks like your body ain't getting no better. When you look through your natural eyes, why? Because in the natural, is most of the time, it's giving you something contradictory to what requires your faith. And so I won't stagger at the premises through unbelief. I hope against hope. Why? Because what the Bible told me is this. What the God and word tells me is this. For God is in the midst of everything concerning thee. So God is in the midst of my healing. God is in the midst of the resurrection of my marriage. God is in the healing of my money. God is in the midst of everything concerning me. For these are the days that I'll prepare for you, says God. So David said, I ain't tripping. He just kept living and he kept obeying. Oh, y'all should just type that. I'm going to keep living. I'm going to keep obeying. Because if you just keep living and you just keep obeying, he'll see you through. If you just keep on living and you just keep on obeying, he will see 
you'll see what the Lord has prepared for you. It ain't that difficult. Just keep living and keep obeying and you'll see what the Lord has prepared. So God instructed David to pursue what he would certainly overtake him and that he would certainly, certainly overtake and succeed in the rescue. So now you got David got the word from God, right? Now, what's David now? He got a word, so David is now what? Yeah, he ready. They say, I wish I could sing because I'll sing this song. We read, y'all know, Pastor Chris, come on, sing We Ready, but that's all right. Uh, yeah, they in, they in the studio dancing. We ready. Why? Because David now has a word from God. David understood that his preparation, his resume, his four-year degree, his, his time he spent in martial arts school, the time he spent working for a CEO company, none of that prepared him. That didn't make him ready. What he understood was he needed a word from God to give him the, 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 the green light to go. Why? Because your preparation, your intelligence, your skill don't make you ready, baby. What makes you ready is the word of God. And what did the what what did what did, what did the prophecy say? The God's word say it says, "Know this, I'm here to see you through." That's what the prophecy said. The God's word says, "Said know this, I'm here to see you through." Right? It ain't a new word; it's a recall word. David, like, I know this, I'm here to see you through. That's what the God's word says. Don't matter. It doesn't matter what you facing in life. It doesn't matter what you see with your natural eyes. Know this, I'm here to see you through. And so guess what happened at that moment? David got that word from the Lord. And then all those men that went to want to kill David began to follow David. Why? Because those men understood their assignments. David's men did not abandon him in adversity. They wanted to kill him, but they didn't lay a hand on him. They understood their success was tied to him hearing God and leading them. Oh, Y'all ready for this one? Don't you quit on this year when things get hard. The strictness have heard God. The word is there. Don't you quit. Don't you talk about the man of God like he, Pastor Evan and Pastor Sean missed it. They, they didn't miss it. It's not a new word. It's the recall word. It's the same word David used at Ziklag to go back and get his wife and his children. It's the same word. The problem with most of you, because y'all know I, I'm that dude. I just tell you how it is. The problem with most of you, you abandon the word. You abandon your man and woman to God. So if them men would have abandoned David, so many of them would have never seen their families again. So many of them would never experience riches. Baby, you ain't not experiencing because the availability isn't there. You not experiencing because you abandoned the camp God called you to. I'm going to take a drink while y'all say law. You abandoned the camp God called you to. And because you abandoned camp, you don't got a covering of the anointing. And without that covering, you unprotected. Without that word, you unprepared. And you can't be ready. And so what you got to do, you got to choose to, to stay in the camp even when you don't understand. Because you got to know you got to stay with the word. You got to understand that those men probably still didn't like. I, I, I've been I've been rocking with the Stricklands for 20, almost 22 years. But what you got to understand is I ain't always understood every word they say. Right. But what I have understood is this. I trust them that they that I trust the God in them. 
I trust that they hear God. So eat just because I don't understand with my flesh. Or let me get to this one. Just because I don't like it in my flesh doesn't give me spiritual right to abandon the place God called me to. So if they say fast tomorrow, guess what I'm doing? I'm fasting tomorrow. It don't matter if I had birthday cake lined up. It doesn't matter what all I had planned. If we fast, if they say fast tomorrow, we fast tomorrow. Why? Because you got to understand that as you begin to submit to the man and woman of God of the house, their calling is designed to bring you into the victory that God has promised you. You can't abandon camp. Man, let me go because we're we going to run out of time. We're going to run out of time. So in Isaiah 40, 29 and 31, it says this. He gives power to the faint. Because, you know, they tired, right? They went three days to the city. They went three days back. That's six days of walking. They come back. They don't cry. Because if I come home and my boo gone and my kids gone, I'm crying. Like, I'm calling all the brothers. We crying. We doing all. We tired. We tired. But look what Isaiah 40, 29 says. It said he gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increased their strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. You tired because you pursuing promises God ain't told you to pursue. That exhaustion is real because it's only a promise that God ain't told you to pursue. Because the Bible says, those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Quit pursuing stuff God ain't called you to. Why? Because you didn't get a word, therefore you weren't ready. You couldn't run a race. You know those feet? I mean, I used to run track. Well, I used to throw discus. I didn't do a lot of running. Running wasn't my thing. But, but, but check this. You know them people that got out there and, and they wasn't ready. They, somebody got hurt or something came up or the district was small and, and you run in the 800 and you get lapped on the 800, right? That ain't but two laps, but you got lapped in a two-lap race. Why? Because you wasn't ready. You jumped into something that you hadn't prepared for. What prepares, what prepares a man and woman of God? The word prepares us. So when God tells us to go after something, then we have the strength. We won't grow weary. We won't be exhausted. And he will give, he'll be the wind behind enough to give us strength. So you're like, why am I so tired? Why is this so hard? Number one, ask God, am I supposed to be doing this? And number two is, am I trying to do something out of my own will that God's told me to do out of his? All right, so let's get going. First Samuel 30, we're in verse nine now verse 9 and 10. And so David and his men, they left Ziglag. They looking for their wives and kids. They, I'm sure they walking and crying. They walking and probably wearing. Some of the men probably still like, man, I should take David out right now. Let's just tell the real about it, right? And, and, and sometimes you may be walking with your man and woman of God, and you may be having thoughts. You're like, Lord, just help me. But, but I trust the God in them. See, so many times in the body of Christ, we have made it seem like the, the office of, of, of pastor and things like that, they just demand just like we are. You're right. They are. They are. They are men. They are women, just like we are. But they are my call. They are God's voice in the earth for me. So when I say I'm called to FOC, I'm called to all the direction that Eklund and Sean Strickland decide to uh, say 
any instruction they get, I, sur I submit myself to that. Why? Because I don't just get to be called to what's good. I just don't get to be called to what's pleasing to my ear. I just don't get to be called to what's comfortable. That everybody in the church will make six digits. That this is a year of release. That this is a year of overcome. That this is a year of this or this or that. I just don't get to be called to all those things that make me feel good. When I'm called to something, I'm called to all of it. Go ahead and don't type this if you don't mean this. But so go if you mean it, say I'm called to all of it. I'm called to all of it. Now I'm going to tell you, don't be lying. You don't got a lot of kick it. We'll still like you. You don't got a lot if you don't type it. But I'm called to all of it. And so David and his men, they get to this stream, right? So they, they're walking, and you got to understand that where the Amalekites live was desert area. So they don't walk six days, right? They don't walk to the city to go to war. They couldn't go to war, so they came back to Ziklag. Ziklag's burned up. Now they wives gone. Now they're going to look for their wives. And so they're walking around, and they get to this stream right before they entered the desert land. And, it, and some of the men tired, and they rightfully so. They tired. They've been walking for, at this point, six to eight days straight after being crying and stuff because they wives gone. And so they get to the stream at 600 men, but 200 are so tired they just couldn't go on. They knew that the next few weeks they may be in the desert looking for their kids. They just couldn't make it. So 200 of the men just stayed there. And David, being a great leader that he is, he didn't talk about them. He didn't criticize them. He just gave them a task. Why are you here? Keep the keep watch over the stuff that we can't take. Watch over this and prepare this. And so in verse 11 is where we find ourselves now. David and the men, they still searching. They done broke up in the groups. They looking. Where are our kids at? Where are our wives? Anybody seen them? And so they don't find anything. However, they find a man laying unconscious in the desert. Pay attention here. Because we, we're about to get back to the, the uh, God in word. They find themselves laying unconscious in the desert. So David's men, because David's men rescue this dude, right? They looking for their wives and kids. They missing. I'm looking for my boo. April, where are you at? Like, who do who? You hear me? Marco, like, kid, Paulo, like, where are you at? So I'm in the midst of trying to do all of this to find, and David's men say, whoa, whoa, whoa. That man right there, he passed out in the desert. Let's rescue him. So they rescue this man. They take care of this man. The Bible says they fed him. They gave him water. You know, they're in the desert, right? They gave him what was precious. They gave him what was precious. They gave him fruit. See, what some of us would have done was left that man to die. Because we would have said, I don't got time to stop and help nobody. We would have said, I know I'm supposed to be my brother's keeper, but I find I found my my I gotta go find my wife and kids. Look where it ties into the guiding word. The word ain't new, it's just recalled. This is what it says in the guiding word of 2022. Don't be in a panic and don't be in a rush. Don't be in fear and don't get out of love. Man, ain't that good? Don't be in a panic, David. Don't be in a rush, David. Don't be in fear, David. And don't get out of love. Even though I was on a journey to do something that you told me to do, God, I'm still my brother's keeper. I can't just walk by this guy and leave him for dead. So what I got to do, I got to still do what God has called me to do. And I got to take care of this man. 
their persist their persistence to stay in love even in the midst of a panic turned out to bless them so many of us we lose out because we're so focused on trying to get to where god called us or get to the place god told us that we could have that we lose focus of salvation we don't take time to minister the gospel, the too good to be true news. We don't nurture people back to health. We're so focused on the houses, the cars, and all that. And none of that even matters if we're letting souls go to waste. And so the, the God in word says, don't be in a panic. Don't be in a rush. Don't be in fear and don't get out of love. They didn't know the man could help them, but they knew it was the kingdom thing to do. They didn't know that man could help them, but they knew it was a kingdom thing to do. Are you doing kingdom things or are you just so consumed with what your pursuit of the thing you desire? Are you doing kingdom things or are you so consumed with your pursuit of the things you desire? And so they, they nursed this man back to health. So now this man is healthy and he whole, and we're in 1 Samuel 30, verse 13 now. So David and some men, they're still out there looking, right? They're looking for the wives and their kids and because I told you that separated into groups. And so the group that was taking care of this man, this man was like, whoa, 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 what you say? What, what you say? Because you got to understand, let me tell you a little bit about, bit about this slave man. This slave man straight snitch. I'm going to put it in today's time. He snitched. He told it all. The slave was mad because his owner was one of the Amalekites. And he, he helped the Amalekites rob all these places. He even helped them rob Ziglag. And, and when he left Ziglag, he got sick in the desert and his owner just left him to die. So that's, that, that, that snitch, that slave was like, look, I tell you everything. You done took care of me. You done, you done did well by me. So look, let me let you know about my snitch game. It's hundred. So let me tell you, man, they came to this city and, and, and they robbed it. They came to this city and they robbed it too. And then we came to this city, uh, uh, Ziglag. And, and when we got there, man, it was different. Instead of old broken down people who were barely making it, they were all look good. They were all great. The women were healthy and fine and everything. We, so we said we can kill them women. So what we did, we took them with us to sell them into the sex trade. We took them with us to sell them into slavery. We took them with us to sell them to be somebody's wife. I tell you where they at. Just don't kill me, David. Because you got to understand how David felt, right? This man's talking to David, telling, telling David, I just helped rob your city. David could have smoked them right there, killed them in this thing. But what did, the, what did it say? Don't be in a panic. Don't be in a rush. Don't be in fear. And don't get out of love. Because this is what happens to so many of you. Lack of control of your emotions have limited your ability here because you cannot stay in the... Let me let me start over. Listen to this. This is what the Lord told me to tell y'all. Lack of control of your emotions. Limit your ability to hear because you cannot stay in the rooms God have called you to because you always damage relationships. It ain't the enemy, it's you. It, it ain't the fact that God ain't trying to promote you, it's you. 
your lack of control of your emotions have limited your ability to hear because you cannot stay in the rooms God have called you to because you always damage the relationships. You lack control. You lack control. God's trying to promote you, but your nasty attitude demoting you. God trying to promote you, but your, your, your ratchet mouth demoting you. God's trying to promote you, but your lack of excellence and being on time to work is demoting you. You can't keep a job not because God ain't blessing you with one. You can't keep a job because you don't show up. Y'all ain't going to take all my time with that tonight. We're going to keep rolling. 1 Samuel 30, verses 16. David ran up. So now the, the slave of snitch, right? David know where they at. He said, David, I'll take you to him, David. I'll take you to him, David. Just don't kill me. David, like, I ain't killing you, brother. I got you. Here's some more water. Here's some more fruit. So the snitch said, hey, look, they down there where they used to live. You know, that's, that's where they at. So David ran up on them on the camp and the camp was massive y'all got to understand that they had robbed several cities at this point and so they got thousands of men out there and they kicking it right they partying they drinking they got campfires going why they ain't expecting nobody to run up on them because this is what happened uh when you out there living the wrong life you, you get to a point where you just don't care no more and you let down your guard Actually, you don't have a guard. And so they just out there kicking it. And as they're kicking it, David and his 400 men run up on the robbers and there are thousands of men. And I love what the Bible says. It said David and his men fought them all night and part of the next day. David just said, I ain't going to give you rest. I'm coming for everything that's mine. And see, that's how we, that's tenacity. We got to get about the things that God has told us to do. We lose three pounds and God told us to lose 10 and we get relaxed. You got to keep the gas pedal down until you get to where God's called you to be. You, you make 60,000 and God called you to 100 and you relax. So that's more than the 20,000 you was making last year. Baby, be, be, I mean, be grateful, be grateful, but remain hungry. Remain hungry to see everything God promised you down. Be grateful, but remain hungry. David said, I'm going to whoop y'all all night long and all the next day. They said they whooped every single one of them except 400 little, 400 young people who escaped on horses. David succeeded, right? We knew he was going to succeed. Why? Because the Lord was with him. The Lord said, I'm concerned about everything you're concerned about, David. David, these are the days that I have prepared for you. So David already knew what was going to happen. He rescued all his people alive and well. Did, I, did you hear what I said? He didn't panic. He didn't rush. He didn't get in fear. He didn't get out of love. He rescued, the Bible says, all of his people alive and well. So when you don't panic and you trust God, he's already prepared it for you. He's already prepared you. All his people, not one life was lost. Not one wife was lost. Not one kid was lost. He recovered everything. And then it says this, David also found animals and valuables and other spoils. Why? Because when he came up on the camp, 
what did I tell you? They had robbed several other camps already, right? So they had they had spoils from all them other cities they had robbed. So when David whooped their tail all night long and part of the next day, he was able through the acts of war, the rules of war at that time, everything in that camp became his. So in 1 Samuel 30, verse 20, we find out that David, David at that moment, David, man, these same men, Speaking to the pastors out there, Pastor Chris, Pastor Edward, Pastor Sean, Elder Valley, Mr. Sean, them same people who was out there talking about they wanted to kill David, them same people out there using their mouth to, to come against the man of God, them same people wanting to escape the camp was the same people throwing him a party the next week and celebrating victory with him. Y'all, hey, listen, y'all pastors out there, whoever y'all is, don't, don't you let them people wear you down. You do what God said do. And if they come along for the ride, let them ride. But if they want to get off the bus, let them get off the bus. We're going to pray for you. We're going to stop the next time and let you back on. But we are not obligated to drag you along the way. It is your choice, just like God gives us a choice for salvation. It is your choice to come to the party, baby. It's your choice to enjoy everything that God has for you. It is your choice. But David's men threw him a party. And see, what David didn't even know at that time was that over in, in Chronicles, Saul around that same time had fell on his sword. So David didn't know at the time he was king. They were celebrating him. And his first act of as being king, he not knowing he king, I love what he did. His first law, the first thing that David put into order, 1 Samuel 30, verse 22. David had to check his people, right? So they done got all these spoils and now they're on their way back. Man, they party and they got their wives with them. They got their kids with them. And, and the men, the 400 men are with them. And they come back to that same creek, that same body of water that they left the 200 men at. And when they left the 200 men there, the 400 men who actually went and fought was like, no, David, they don't need nothing. No, David, they don't deserve nothing. And this is what David told him. David, David uh, in Deuteronomy 8 and 17 had to remind them, right? Because the Bible's always speaking. The Bible's always talking to him. He said, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You forget. God gives us the power to get this well. Remind me again how tired you was when we got to Ziglag. Remind me again how tired you was when we got to that water. Remind me again how tired you was in the desert. Right. You were tired when we got the Ziglag, but that Isaiah life came up on you when we was go. He came and he renewed our strength like the eagle. He came and he caused us to win and not uh, to win and not lose. He came. It is the Lord that had given us the power, the dudamus, the strength, the energy to win. Don't get this messed up. This ain't our wealth. This wealth belongs to God. And so this is what I want to tell you, going back to the Godly word for 2022. As your victories pile up through this year, remember that you did not create these victories because of your own efforts. These victories were already given to you by me. Listen, ain't the word good? I mean, like I said, 
it, it's not a new word. It's a recall word. David was like, look, all these victories that we we piled up this year, all these, all these victories, all this winning we just took back, all these spoils. Remember, man, we didn't create this victory through our own effort. We didn't do this. This victory right here, it was given to us by God. So David reminded his men of this. He's like, look, when they were too weak to travel, we let them stay here. But what you got to understand is that everybody in the house going to be blessed. <clears throat> everybody going to be blessed. Because though they didn't have the permanent role, they had a role. Because they stayed here and guarded all of our tools. That While they fished in that little creek, they made sure that we had food in the desert. No, they didn't fight the battle, baby, but they, they, they had provisions to ensure that we could keep moving on. And this is what the Lord told me when I, when I was reading it. Because I was like, what was so, what's so special about that, Lord? He, this is what he says. Some of y'all are ungrateful. There are people that have prayed for you. There are people that have helped establish you. There are people that let you bounce ideas off them. They assisted you in getting to the place that you are now, and you have forgotten them. You are just like the 400, some of those 400 men. You like, well, uh, th they weren't out there grinding up all night learning how. But baby, you don't know grandma's prayer got you where you at. Grandma's prayer, the reason you ain't pregnant right now. Grandma's prayer is the reason you ain't dead right now. Grandma's prayer is the reason that you got breath in your body, baby. You don't understand the assistance that you have given. But your ungrateful tale takes these victories and think they're yours. Do you not think that those prayers are the things that caused you to win in life? You don't think that what the prayer team is doing for us is causing our lives to be better, but you ain't sitting on a credit, not a not a $3 Starbucks card that won't even buy a whole cup of coffee to them. You don't you only want to communicate to your man and woman of God that teach you the word of God. You don't even want to help that boss that taught y'all all this stuff and now you got a new job making double the salary and wasn't even decent enough to lead a, a card of gratitude to say thank you for all you taught me. They don't got to be born again to be blessed. Because as I promote, as I, as I go up in life, as I, as I achieve more, baby, I can't go nowhere the strictness ain't going with me. I can't, I can't, I can't go nowhere that the Stricklands ain't going with me. I can't go nowhere that my, my tribe and my God group ain't going with me. We laugh, we play, we joke around. Sometimes we may be slightly inappropriate, but baby, this is one thing we don't play about each other's lives. And because you don't even got a real tribe because you ain't trusted nobody. All the hurt from the past, you just choosing to let go. In, and I did say, you choosing to let that go in the future. But you got to stop being ungrateful. You got to stop being ungrateful. You got to stop being ungrateful. You get promotion after promotion, but you don't communicate anything back to those. I, I got to give me a drink. Y'all say a lot.
you're not communicating anything back. And, and, and that's what David said. His first thing is king. He's like, mm -mm, this ain't the way, this ain't the way the kingdom works. So, so, so when when the church gets blessed, the person sweeping the floor is just important as the person teaching the lesson. The, the person, the per, you you gotta understand that there, there is no role in the kingdom that's seen less in the eyes of God. There is no role in the kingdom that see. See, that's why you want to minimize gifts and talents and callings. Baby, I don't care if Pastor Evan said, Ralph, all I want you to do from this time until Jesus come back is sit back there and, and, and control the soundboard. You know what? We're going to have the best music ever. Why? Because knowing your role gets you promoted. It ain't a, it ain't being, it, teaching this, this, I do this because God called me to do it. But 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 if I never taught another word, I'm gonna find my place at FOC. What's your place? Huh? What's your place? What's your place in the kingdom? What's your role? Ain't no role too small. Ain't no role too big. What's your role? So David even helped, and see what you gotta understand that David even sent money back to the leaders in Judah, because David understood order. David like, let me bless the leaders over there in Judah. Let me bless the priest and, 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 and all the, let me bless them. And David even helped all the towns around him. David, because because this is, and Pastor Sean said this, I'm not sure if it's on strategy for sex or what. David understood it, man. David said, anybody I know that has ever gave me a hand up, let me bless their life. That's what David did with spoil. He said he sent money to the leaders of Judah. He sent money to the, to all the towns around. Because you know when David first came to Ziglag, I mean, he was new there. So he needed assistance. He needed help. So he said every town, this is Psalm, this is verses 24 through 35, 24 through 25. It said every town around him that had helped him previously, he helped them. Because that's what, that's what honor looks like. That's good, Pastor Chris. That's what honors look. That's what honor looks like. Uh, and, and so, who honored you in high school that you can bless? Who who honored you in elementary that you can bless? And see, a blessing could be just a word. A blessing could be money. A I mean, a blessing could be thank you. I mean, who? You gotta be. You gotta not forget about gratitude and reciprocity. That's yes, good, Pastor Evan. And reciprocity, right? I make I got I got teachers now in my job. I got teachers, coaches who coached me, who now work for me. But you know what I do? I make sure they got the I make sure I treat them better than they treated me. I want you to hear that word too. Better. Better. They help me a lot, but I want to help them more than they help me. And see, when you understand the kingdom, the kingdom. It's not a it's not a contest on who can outdo the other, but it, when you begin to walk in love, I mean, if you think about giving, the Bible says that we can't outdo God's giving. But it, but I, I want I want to test you. I want to show you how much I love you, God. So God, here it is. Here's my best gift today. And God, like, no, Ralph, you know what? That ain't nothing. I got this. I got you. So I give you a hundred, God, and then I got five hundred back. Oh God, they ain't keeping all this five hundred. Here go two fifty of it back. God and God like, uh uh uh, son, you can't be my giver. Here's seven hundred. Right? It's always about 
honor. But when you dishonor people, you too are dishonored. Why? Because that's the seed you sow. That's the seed you sow. So make sure that you honor people. Make sure you're being a person of reciprocity, right? And then if you go over there, and we, we're out of time tonight, but if you go over there in 1 Chronicles 12, you'll find David do this all over again. I love David. Why? Because David said, I don't care how many victories I got. I don't care how many times I win. I'm going to always go back to God. Why? Because David understood the word. He understood the word. The God of word for 2022, he says, for I'm in the midst of all concerning thee. For these are the days I prepare for you, David. You are blessed, David. You're, you're blessed, Nitra. You're blessed, Trinika. You're, you're, you're blessed. You're ready and you shall win. But David was like, I know, but I and I know that I just I just won all these battles, God. But I want to know one thing, God. Do you want me to fight this one? And see, so many of us don't stop to ask God. Do you want me to fight? I don't care how many times you done been through that situation. David always, before he ever went to battle, always asked God for his permission. Because God, because David understood this. It ain't my preparation that makes me ready. It's the word that makes me ready. You can have all the preparation in the world. You can go into that interview with all the skills. You can check every single thing on the uh, job application. I mean, on the job uh, uh, description and everything, and still not get the job. You never ask God. You never ask God. Pastor Evan, you're exactly right. Yes today doesn't mean a yes tomorrow. Always ask God first. And every time David asked, and because you got to understand over there in 1 Chronicles, it's just as good because the Bible talks about how David had men over there who, who could shoot sling slot, sling, slingshots with, with both hands. He had warriors that were ready for battle who held shields and spears. He had people, the Bible says he had men that were swift as gazelles. And he had commanders in his army that, that, that the, that the, uh, the, least skilled commander could kill a hundred people and the most skilled commander could kill a thousand people. David was ready. He was prepared rather, but he still went to God because he said, none of this stuff I see make me ready until God tell me I can. And so what are you pursuing tonight? Or what are you pursuing today that God ain't told you to pursue? I don't care how many times you have went that way. If God said, go the other way, Go the other way. You got to be, what did I tell you being ready is? Being ready is choosing to believe and being willful to do it God's way. That, that's, what, that, that's what it is. And so for all you people, because I know that was some of the things that uh, was talking about. Well, why you get a new word every year? It ain't a new word, baby. It's just a recall word. God been around for everything. He just tells us stuff in different ways to get us to see things. It's just, it's just revelation to us, but it's a call word. David walked by this prophecy, the God in word. And that's how we'll end tonight. We'll read it. Let's read it in its entirety. I don't know about y'all, but I got, I got my sheet right here on my office desk. So let's read that. And that's how we'll end tonight. Oh, that's so good. I'm in the midst of all concerning thee, for these are the days I have prepared 
for you. The Bible, the Lord says, there's nothing. As we get our offering ready, I keep teaching. Y'all get your offering ready. The God Word says, there, for these are the days that I have prepared for you. Don't you know that there's nothing that God will withhold from me? Go ahead and type that. Say, there's nothing God will withhold from me. There's nothing God will withhold from me. Well, Ralph, that ain't biblical. Absolutely it is. Romans 8 and 32. If God, if, if God given Christ, if God has given us Christ, will he now not freely give us what? All things? There is nothing God will withhold from us. There's nothing. That's why he says, for these are the days I have what? Prepared for you. Wow. I ain't, listen. God ain't withholding nothing from you in 2022. If you don't get it, it's because you weren't ready. There's nothing God is withholding from you. For I'm in the midst of all concerning thee. For these are the days that I have prepared for you. You are blessed, you are ready, and you shall win. I am the Lord your God, and if you regard my words, I will take you farther than you have ever known. Don't be in a panic. And don't be in a rush. Don't be in fear and don't get out of love. These coming days are the days that you have prayed for. This is what the Lord told me about that. It, the Lord said, there are things that you have desired. He said, if you obey me, th there's a life you, you don't even realize you desire, but through obedience, you'll start living and manifesting. There are things that you don't even know you want that God is trying to get you to. And that's how God did us with our house. God, and I was like, God, why is this house taking so long? He said, because what I really want to give to you, you wasn't ready for. So I went and had you go build that, that first house on paper that was like 2,500 square feet. Then I went and had you build that second house on paper that was like 3,300 square feet. You went from thinking that 200, $300,000 house was a lot to now thinking that a $600,000 house isn't that much. He says, there is something I want to give to you, Ralph, but I got to get you to the point that you can receive it. He says, I'll take you farther than you've ever known if you let me. Don't be in a panic about it. And don't be in a rush. Don't be in fear and don't get out of love. These coming days are the days that you have prayed for. Know this, I'm here to see you through. You ain't, you ain't doing this alone. His mighty right hand. I will, ha I will have you to walk above and not beneath. I'll have you to walk in the light and not in the dark. And I, even if you see trouble, remember, for every circumstance that shall come your way, you are already blessed. You are, all, you are ready and you shall win. As your victories pile up through this year, remember that you did not create these victories because of your own efforts. These victories were already given to you by me. So as you carry yourself throughout this year, move with purpose, but be without fear. Insert, be grateful, honor people. Don't forget about those people that prayed for you, gave you that helping hand, gave you that promotion, taught you that skill. Honor people as you're promoted. As those victories pile up, honor people. Then the last paragraph is this. Hold on to what you've heard today. Hold on to it, guys. And be prepared for the other things I will share with you this year. Keep your ears open. Don't put the Holy Spirit on do not disturb. Keep your ears open to hear God. For I have brought you to this level and to this place to increase your expectation 
of all of the marvelous things that will surely come your way. So go ahead and rejoice, hallelujah, for the glory that has been invited into your life. Your blessings are already in my hands. And because my hand is in his hand, my blessings are already in my hands. I am ready. I, I mean, I am already blessed. I am ready and I shall win. Man, ain't that good? So I want to thank you guys. Man, y'all hung in there. It's 51 of y'all. Hey, thank you guys for hanging in there for the word tonight. Man, thank you for all the comments and all that. I pray that the word tonight blessed you. And, and, and here's the thing, guys. It's a recalled word, man. We're winning. This is our year to win. To say, and God not being a respective person, man, he brought David through some tough times. Do you hear me, man? You, you go win. But what I want to tell you is this. Even when it looked like you're not winning, you still winning, baby. Even when it looked like, I mean, you breathe it. You, I mean, I mean, don't, don't let the enemy steal your gratefulness. Gratefulness is a weapon designed to keep you in a position of, of humility and honor towards God. Man, because I was, I was thinking today, man, these, my, my house wasn't as clean. I made that post on Facebook. Things wasn't the way that I wanted them to be. But Lord said, just be grateful, son. Focus on the fact that you got a house. Focus on the fact that your kid's healthy. Why? Because if you focus on gratitude, then the enemy can't steal the joy. He can't steal your peace. He can't steal all that, man. He can't. So you guys know what y'all need to do. You need to give, right? Why? Because the FOC, we got 100% tithes. Praise the Lord. 100% people tithing. So you know how to give. Push pay, tithing, text to give, uh, and uh, giveify. Those are always to give. You please remind a reminder that if you are within the continental United States, uh, you are asked to uh, give via all man manners except PayPal. All right, PayPal is for our international partners. All right, so uh, govern yourself according to that, and then you know the next. Uh, also, virtual. Thank y'all in, in the studio. Virtual partner. If you're not a partner, man, you want to be a partner of this church. FOC uh, is the greatest ministry I've ever been a part of. I think it's the greatest ministry on earth because it's the ministry for me, right? And people who go to other churches may think it's the, their ministry is the greatest ministry on earth. And it can be because that's the place that God's called them to. But if God has called you to be a partner of FOC, do not delay any longer. Go to focchurch.com, scroll down, fill out that partnership link and become a partner today and work in tandem as we reach people all over the world, teaching them how to walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every single area of their lives. All right. Any other announcements? Say it. Oh, we're good. All right. So we're good. All right. You guys know, uh, I think somebody typed it in there. You know what I'm going to say. All right. Remain grateful, but stay hungry. All right. As we are promoted, as these victories pile up, let us not be satisfied with seeing more than we have seen in the past. Be grateful, but we got to remain hungry until we see the fullness of every single thing that God has told us to have. Until every person on earth is saved, until every homeless person has a house, until every single thing is taken care of, uh, we got to remain grateful, but we got to stay hungry for the kingdom. Why? Because God is depending on us 
to be his hands in, uh, in the earth. And so I commit to be in your hands, God. I'll do it your way, Father. So you guys be blessed. Have a great night. Thank you so much for your time. And we will see you on Friday morning at 6.30 a.m. when the champions get together for prayer. All right? Be blessed.